Legends say, in ancient times, when the gods walked with man, within the traditions of the Norse that were passed from the Celts, that there were warriors who traveled through the spiritual realms. These warriors spent their days on earth as shamans, guiding the members of their clan to spiritual understanding. These shamans knew the Lanvedi. They were known as Ulv Hefnar of Odin, the Allfather, and Valhalla. Today, the modern Ulv Hefnar continues the tradition of using magic and wisdom to help our clansmen and women find harmony. In the traditions of our ancestors, the Ulv Hefnar now invites those who seek knowledge to come forth to the circle of knowledge to share our experiences and find commonality amongst all. Following in the traditions of his ancestors, Dr. Mark Wiseman offers hope and peace in his message of understanding our personal spirituality. Join us now for this week's message here with the Alaska Ulv Hefnar. Let us call upon the house of Odin in Asgard that he and Freya will hear our desires and provide us with their favor. Hail Odin, Lord of Asgard, warrior and wanderer, valiant and wise, you to whom all the gods of Asgard look, Sky Father, on the eight-legged steed, you who traded an eye for wisdom and ruled a turbulent realm, give us the wisdom to accept the twists and turns of fate, even as you surrendered yourself to the mercies of the Norn. Protect us, all Father, from what harm may come to us. Lead us through the wilderness and bring us safely to that great hall that you reserve only for the brave of spirit. Odin, we come to you today to seek your wisdom and guidance. We ask that you bestow upon those here the wisdom about the subject in which we speak. Be with them as they go forth and live their lives. Let us sip the cup of Odiner to bestow the wisdom of Kvasar. We ask for your guidance that you be with us and guide us through the challenges that hell lay before us. Help us to recognize Loki as he attempts to deceive us, our true path. Hail Odin. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's message. I can only begin to count the number of times the topic of why are we here has been brought to me in search of some answers in which the inquirer may find some trust in. Let us take some time today to clarify what exactly our existence purpose is, and the different ways that our trajectory towards this purpose is achieved. Today, 
I'd like to discuss how our selves achieve this overall purpose. What many have wondered is why do I deserve this sorrow, this pain, this despair? Why do these horrible things keep happening to me? While many simply assume that this is the way things just are, it is not really the case. In some cases, the ill intentions of others begins an intrinsic cycle of the application of shame that creates a burden of guilt within our psyche, thereby infecting all the other thoughts and undermining beliefs within our mind. It is this negative cycle that can set as the default state of all incoming in energy, allowing this inadvertent intention to set the polarity towards an undesirable charge. Learning how to discharge this cycle and setting our intention is thereby change this incoming energy to positive allowing for the healing of the mind to occur is what I'd like to cover here today. In this message, I'd like to talk about this spiritual energy given by our spiritual influences as well as the emotional control necessary to clear our aura and reset this negative cycle to a positive one. This message today We'll continue our crossover discussion from last week as we begin to explore the intricacies as to how the spiritual influences that we have in our lives influence our biological psychology. It's very critical for us to understand how our level of belief in our spirituality influences the way we think Today, I'd like us to move closer to the biological or physical self by doing a deep dive on the actual processes where the spiritual energy fuses into our psychology. For many of our discussions before today, we have spoken of extrinsic energy sources and our interaction with that energy. The deities, the spiritual realm, spiritual energies, the aura, and finally moving into the body with the energy transfer to the chakras. But now we need to look at the quantum measurement of the instant where the spiritual energy converts over to the physical bioelectricity to better help us fully understand our life's purpose. If you can imagine being without any of our physical senses, like vision, sound, smell, taste, or even touch, and needing to be able to communicate with others, this then is what I call blind empathy. When we leave our physical form behind and transition to the spiritual realm with our ancestors, this blind empathy is what we have left 
as the biological processes are attached to the physical body. Without the chemical reactions to cause a feeling or emotions, we must recall from our memory what certain feelings felt like during our physical existence. So to further understand our life's purpose, we are going to enlist the understandings offered by these quantum sciences and physics to break it down to the microscopic detail. But first, let us quickly dispel the myths that many misguided individuals tell us are the path to success. What we are not here on the physical plane to do. Fame, we're here every day. While vanity is very different from being popular, we know that fame, as most define it, is not going to bring us true joy. In many cases, I have known many who have shunned fame or fortune. The saying that you can't take it with you applies here, as does the statement that our friends and kids will never know the value that you had in inquiring this wealth. Philanthropy is always a good option, but what values do you have in your heart? Or is this just really a tax write-off? Destroying others is another one that we don't need. Let us take a quick break and we'll return in a moment. And now, a short break for these commercials. You're listening to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Welcome back to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Thank you. Just before we went to break, I was bringing up this idea of destroying others. In the natural order of the existence of all things, this would be the most contradictive as the natural order would see us join together as the human race. The other is converting another's belief. This is another one of those early practices that has become so mainstream that most people do it without any thought. To most, it's as natural as breathing. While this list does provide some levels of emotional experiences, we will not take any of this with us after departing our physical shell. Therefore, it should be far less important to manifest the energy of worry and stress about these things. While many may tell us it's important, even to some extent society, it is not. Let us examine how we actually think, discuss the bits of data stored throughout the human mind, the physical sensory attachments, as well as the relational layer created by experiences. One must remember that memory as we know it and quantum level charges of bioelectricity that retain 
these signals sent by our sensory input channels and are thereby interpreted by the related data already stored within the human brain. Memory bits with a potential emotional, chemical attachment or relationship is the first and because the memories stored typically have an associated feeling those feelings are simply related it's a related path across synapses to what the mind remembers as emotion younger children struggle to make these connections especially once we witness the arrival of puberty where their chemical mixture becomes a torrent of just spinning energies that would be hard for most. Another thing to consider would be our sensory input through these chemical alterations. As every piece of data captured by our physical senses is passed from its place of origin through the associated nerves which are submerged in a chemically manipulated fluid, which thereby has the potential to alter this sensory input. Next up is the relational layer where we connect different memory bits. Some refer to this layer as wisdom. These are the synapses of the brain interrelating all things to all things all the time. Thank you, Kane Ramsey. And the brain is always trying to relate new data to existing data. Relational connections between pieces of memory data are connected through the use of these synapses. These unique brain tissues allow for the transmission of bioelectricity. However, like all the other parts of the nervous system, these synapses have microscopic gaps between the synapse and the memory bit or brain cell. These gaps are filled with the same chemical and the chemically filled fluids that surround most of the nerves throughout the body, especially in the spinal cord and brain. This chemical fluid is balanced using hormones released to either A, act upon us, or B, to counteract what's already been released. To maintain, restore the balance. Our purpose in this physical lifetime, gathering emotional experiences that allow our brain to recognize the chemical composition that is then stored with these memories as emotion. To this point, let us consider our physical biological conception, how we're put together. The first thing is our genetic construct. I've discussed this before, however, your genetics are under a situation of constant change by this chemical composition within the body. This alteration can be very slight or quite dramatic. However, once a DNA strand is altered by these chemicals, through the constant process of cell splitting, it replicates and replaces the older cells with this modified version. And that's caused by the chemical composition 
understanding our chaotic emotional state caused by the release of or the limitation of these hormones released within our bodies. We must come to terms with the emotional train wrecks that happen within our lives to obtain the ability to reacquire peace within the mind. Having the knowledge to control what makes us feel that way and to become ultimately the master of your chemistry. Spiritual influences affect our psychological state Spiritual interactivity is received into the physical self through the physical sensory input, then interpreted by the brain through the same processes as if it were a physical sensory input, open to the same chemical scrambling that the remaining senses are. <clears throat> they may also have direct access to the chakras. As environmental energy is absorbed by the surface of, of our physical self, it is passed through our flesh to the chakras. These chakras, if open and spinning, can then distribute the energy throughout your body. Using crystals, we can focus these energies to a particular injured area more precisely. However, we know that when our physical sensory is turned down, i.e. we are sleeping or meditating, the energy is more free to move throughout the body, healing and rejuvenating it, and it's a natural process. With direct access to the physical sensory channel, it is here that we find experiences our ancestors, other empaths, and sometimes other auras are able to transfer their experiences into our brain, thereby creating relationships between existing memories within our mind. It is here that we can expand our understandings within the mind to extreme limits. It's a wonder our learning capabilities. Emotional control allows for the clarity of the aura, thereby increasing the clarity of the energy received. Several weeks ago, we discussed the transfer of energy from outside sources and how those energy particles are then inducted into the human body. This is very important to understand when we consider the influence that it will have on what we think we know. For if some of our cornerstones are laid with corrupted or damaged memory bits, we may experience that other memory bits are incorrectly related, thereby causing confusion when one of these cornerstones, as an example, becomes suspect. This is a major psychological key to understand is that all of our data, if it's built on corrupted data, related to corrupted data, when that corrupted data is discovered, the brain then has to reassociate all the related things. So 
it becomes quite challenging. I'll be right back. And now, a short break for these commercials. You're listening to the Alaska Uv Hefnar. Welcome back to the Alaska Uv Hefnar. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking that time with me. When we left, we were just kind of finished up talking about energy. And we are seeing the quantum scientists generate much more supporting evidence for this process that is going on all the time and are learning how to quantify it, how to make it tangible evidence, the ability to measure the intimately small energy traces that enter the human body are really just being fully understood. Well, in the scientific community, those of us spiritual individuals have known for quite some time. To tie this all together, our purpose in this physical existence is to gain and learn the intricate details to obtaining emotional control and ultimately empathy. To seek to coexist with everyone around us, both physically and spiritually. To be able to maintain a clear mental state to ensure effective communications across our auras. We are here for the sole reason of preparing us for what lies beyond our physical life. We have talked many times about focusing on ourselves. And we have talked about meditation and other mindful exercises that allow us to understand and bring our spiritual core in line with what our brain can make sense of. This alignment allows us to then address those memory bits in our mind that have an emotional, an undesirable emotional attachment and address them and figure out why they are the way they are. As we figure them out and we expose them and we focus on generating positive energy, we essentially are constructing, building, if you will, the free will of living our lives the way we want, not being dictated by emotion or guilt or those negative things. We can take those, accept them, if there's a lesson to be learned, we learn the lesson and then we let it go. And as we let those things go and we let them flow from our body, we will find that we can move then to the next stage. And that is establishing that peace in our minds. As we remove these emotional landmines, 
that are placed throughout the brain with all their relationships built. And as we look at them and we expose them for what they are, we have a choice. We have a choice. We can subscribe to that emotion and, and be driven by it. Or we can deny it and we can push it away if there is a lesson, learn the lesson and leave the bad, the, the undesired feelings, let it go. I say this as if it is easy sometimes to do this. Sometimes it is easy. Many times it's not so easy. Many times we will, we will struggle with this. And it's understandable. There are times that there are a lot of emotions connected with these memories. And as we uncover one memory bit with its attached emotion, we find relationships to other emotional uh, uh, memory bits stored throughout the brain. And there may be many. There may be few. But the thing that we must always recognize is that with the spiritual energy that's entering into our body all the time, we have the energy, we have the bioelectricity in our body at any time that we can exercise free will and we can choose happiness we can choose joy or we can succumb to this negative or, or undesired feelings and you know embrace that but the key here is that we have a choice and and many people don't don't embrace that knowledge they feel that they're meant to feel this way or they don't like it but it's just life and that is not the case the case is you have the bioelectricity in you to generate spiritual energy that you can pass through your aura into the spiritual realm and and communicate with your ancestors communicate with the Lenvedi, communicate with your deities and and summon help summon assistance that can give you even more energy can transfer positive energy and it becomes this cycle of you spend energy to, to gather your friends uh, in the spiritual realm and they fill you they fill you with their energy and and then you have additional energy at which you can you can go forward and and change your trajectory the key my friends to know is that each of us has this ability now some of the things that many people do not understand is that 
a clear aura is typically indicative of a clear mind. So we need to clear our minds, be able to manage our emotional chemical going on so that we can clear the mind and clear the aura. With a clear aura, we then get a clear energy stream from whatever source is is currently pushing it, uh, giving it, donating it. And it's that type of gift that can help just energize us and help us move forward. But as we bog our minds down with these heavy negative thoughts, stress, worry, sorrow, those kind of destructive emotional charges within our brain, guilt is another one, we find that the aura is not allowing all of this energy in. And, and so we feel a little bit more run down. We feel a little bit more tired. And that's because we're not allowing this energy from the spiritual realm to enter us and to be with us and, and help provide us with good things. Peace on your journeys, my friends. I love you all. Thank you.